Well, hey there. Welcome back to Laundry, Yard Work, and Jesus, the parent pod of First Baptist Church Dandridge. I'm Pastor Josh. And I'm Pastor Joe. And we're so glad that you have joined us for another adventure here together where we don't know all the answers, but we want to point each other to the one who has them all, and his name is Jesus. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well done. See? Yeah. There we go. We've learned some things over the course of six episodes. So, uh, hey, we are getting ready for the holiday season, and uh, when this launches, Thanksgiving is almost here. And so we figured today we would start out by talking about some Thanksgiving traditions. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving is like the forgotten holiday. Um, You know, they start putting out Halloween stuff in August. Yes. And then by the time Halloween, I mean, it's not even here yet. They're already putting Christmas stuff up. I think like a third of Hobby Lobby's Christmas already. Yeah. By October the 4th, Christmas has taken over all Halloween. Yes, but but Thanksgiving is great. It is great. And not just for the gratitude, but for all the stuff that comes with it. Yes. The gratitude, the gratitude for the food. Uh It's just fantastic. So um, in our family, we, we are parade people or we try to be parade people. Okay. So the Macy's Day Parade, I always thought, you know, the balloons I always thought was really cool. Uh, we're still excited to see what the new ones are going to be each year. Um, always, uh, no, you know, nervous, hoping, uh, you know, there's a, there's a part of me that's hoping to see one of the balloons get away or pop or something. Like there was that year Barney died, which was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was good. Um, but yeah, so but here's the thing is like I don't like watching the parade live. I like recording the parade so okay. we can skip all the boring stuff because they they pack that thing with a whole lot of filler. So define boring stuff. Uh well, it's uh, mostly not just uh, maybe maybe boring isn't necessarily the 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 right thing to say, more like the absolutely absurd and weird. Um like Okay, so like the bands that come through, all like all the different high schools that come. I normally don't skip those because they they worked really hard and it's a, obviously a highlight for them and that's really cool. And most of the floats and the balloons, you know, they're good. We don't we don't skip those. But anytime they say the words like now presenting from Broadway <laughs> or, you know, country music star or 70s sensation and they get ready to perform something and they're lip syncing and they're obviously lip syncing and everyone knows they're lip syncing, but we're all pretending that this is real and that it's actually happening. Um, it, it, it just, it just drives me a little bit crazy on the end. Like this is, I don't like, and, and they're just getting, they're getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And I know I'm sounding like an old man, but I think I'm also just speaking the truth here and I just skip those. I like hitting the fast forward on that. So it's basically all that stuff from like the New Year's Eve shows. Yeah, like New Year's Eve. Like I don't even tune into New Year's Eve yeah. until like 60 seconds before the ball drops. Just just get to the good stuff. I don't need any of that extra stuff. Well, I I can agree with that. I've never been a big Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade person. It's just never been entertaining for me. Now, my wife, she loves it, and are the kids and her watch it, and so I watch it too sometimes. Uh, but uh, the football has always been yes. my favorite part of Thanksgiving, and that's become my favorite part of New Year's Eve as well. 
So let me ask you this. What? Yeah, okay. So I don't want to sidetrack us so far, but you just mentioned football on New Year's Eve. Yes. Remember there was that stretch? I think they moved most of the important games to New Year's Day again for, like, the playoffs. Something like Sometimes that, Sometimes yeah. like that. But wasn't there a stretch where they put, like, the most important games of the entire season on New Year's Eve to see who's going to play for the national championship? Yeah, that was still last year. Um, yeah, last year, we didn't watch the ball drop. We did watch a ball drop, but we watched a ball being kicked through goalposts. That's the ball that we watched drop last year. Yeah. So, but so, so here's my question. Yeah. Here's my question. Football as a tradition, I think, does that matter who's playing? Um, not really. It's more so just the tradition. Uh, back in the day when they'd wear like their retro or throwback uniforms, oh, those are cool. I loved that. Yes. Like the Detroit Lions uniforms that are just like no logo, just they look like practice uniforms from the 1940s. I'm here for it. I love the Dallas Cowboys uniforms that are like the blue and the white. Yes. I never care about the Dallas Cowboys no, any other time you except for when they wear those jerseys. And I've got some really good uh, players on my fantasy team from the Cowboys, so I root for them too. <laughs> I've always been partial to like the Bears throwback jerseys. Kind of they got that was it that orange and blue kind of a thing. I'm not a Chicago fan at all, but I always thought that those were I don't know for some reason that reminds me of like old football games from the 80s and 90s. And so the I'm a Packers fan. I've been one since I was seven years old, six, seven years old, and everything about the Bears is just terrible. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think they have the ugliest uniforms on the planet, except for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'm sorry, Chris Headley, if you're listening. (laughs) However, uh, I just think that. So, uh, But to get back to Thanksgiving, one of my favorite things, other than watching football, is as a kid I would convince my uncles to go out and play football in the backyard. And we've done that with our family a little bit. And so that's been one of my fun things about uh, just Thanksgiving and that time together. Thanksgiving football is not only a great tradition, it's a great Friends episode as well. It is. <laughs> See, it just has so many connections. It really it does. It brings people together. It does. That's right. It does. Real quick, on the spot, favorite Thanksgiving food? Thanksgiving food? Yes. Uh, my mamaw's stuffing. Your mamaw's stuffing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, I was you know, mashed potatoes are always are always classic. Love mashed potatoes. I also really like um, like fruit salad, but yes. the way my mom made it was always um, basically like a dessert. It was basically, it was whipped cream with some fruit in it. Mm. Okay, it yeah, good. I can get that. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. That's fair. And cla- or uh, pumpkin pie is always a classic. So of course I can do pumpkin of pie all day long. <sighs> So now that we're hungry. All right. So now that we're hungry. <laughs> we're um, hungry. So today we're not talking about Thanksgiving traditions. We're actually talking about some tools to help us in family worship. And so we kind of just wanted to give you some resources and tools that we've found helpful. And hopefully you'll find them helpful as well. Sure. Now, when we when we reference these tools and when we use them, a lot of times, you know, like ultimately what you need is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. <laughs> Yes. Like that, that, that is what you need. That's all you need. But sometimes a tool can kind of help you get the ball going and move in a certain direction. Um, as you know, we get talking, there are going to be certain things that we can use that are, um, you know, in addition to scripture, but help us to meditate and marinate on what we've been reading and thinking about and, uh, and getting the most out of it. So we're not recommending these as a replacement for the Bible, but just as kind of things that you can do to help you in your family's journey. Yeah, they're, they're tools that actually help you get into the Word of God. Right. If you're not to the point where just opening up the Word of God is there, and most of us aren't, let's be honest. 
these tools can be really helpful in getting your family to that point. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, we thought we, we've referenced storybook Bibles a couple times mm-hmm. over the course of the podcast and, you know, starting with kind of the younger ones. Um, there are a couple of storybook Bibles that I think are really good that I would recommend. Um, uh, the, the crown jewel of storybook Bibles, which you've okay. probably heard, you know, probably if you, if you know about a storybook Bible, you probably know about the Jesus storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd Jones. Okay. Um, and if you haven't heard about it, then, uh, definitely seek me out or, or go to our library because it is a, just a fantastic storybook Bible. I've used it, um, when I was teaching school, so I think it's, uh, probably good really for preschoolers, you know, early, as early as you can get up through um, probably second or third grade. Um, it's really solid with them. And the, the theme of it, the kind of the, the, the through line of it is every story whispers his name. So it's not just been, uh, it's, a, it's a retelling of the, of the stories of scripture with a redemption focus, focusing on Jesus, laying out promises and pushing forward. But um, but it's done in a really whimsical way. The art is uh, very good. I think it holds up to a lot of uh, you know secular published books, mm-hmm. uh, illustrations. Um, it's very simple. Uh, it's very clean. Um, you know, I don't mean content wise. Obviously, it's a storybook Bible, but I mean like the page layout. It's very readable. It's interesting, yeah. and it gets the point across really, really well. So we've been using that with our kids. Um, Dion, I have. Uh, really, as since we started having family devotions when our kids were about you know a year and a half, two years old. Mm. Yeah, and that has been super helpful for us as well. Uh, it it really puts the Bible into perspective yeah. with Jesus at the center. And honestly, if you don't know what that looks like, I don't care what age you are, you pick that up and read it, and you're going to come away loving Jesus so much more. I, I've literally handed it to high schoolers before who wanted to know more about God's big picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good, and it's written in a way that's that's good for the adult reading it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, really helps. Um, but that is probably the most popular Jesus storybook uh, Bible storybook Bible. So um, if you've already read that one about seven times with your family, <laughs> uh, there are two others that I kind of wanted to to put out there that are relatively newer. Um, the newest one is God's Big Promise Storybook Bible. Uh, it's written by Carl Lafferton. Um, and it actually just came out in September. Um, so I haven't gone through and read every single one yet, but I've read, um, enough. It's really good. Um, so if you're familiar with the Jesus story of the Bible, you can tell that it's taken the story of scripture and really molded it into, um, into a narrative Mm. for, for kids. Uh, this does, doesn't do that quite as much. Um, it's more of a, a traditional storybook Bible where they're taking just the kind of the scripture and the, the rough skeleton and presenting it, but it's doing, it does it well. And the illustrations are really beautiful. And the thing that I like about this is because the Jesus storybook Bible has such a uh, focus on, um, has such a focus on, redemption and, and and a biblical a true biblical theology of connecting all the stories together um there's only so many stories that are in there there's something like 50 stories or 60 stories in there whereas this one covers a lot more ground so uh it's a good introduction to a lot of stories for yeah. 
for the kids. And the gimmick of it is they present uh, promises early on. They have like little codes. And so when there's a certain kind of promise, you'll see the logo on the page. So you can point to kids and say, hey, this is God doing something. Mm. This, is, this, this is connected to redemption or this is connected to the church or this is connected to the Holy Spirit. And then as you progress through it and the promises are fulfilled, then you start seeing the symbols again and they're and they're updated and they're going. So it's uh, fo- oh, I say gimmick. I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean, like the focus of it is, again, connecting uh, the narrative of Scripture together that God is faithful and he keeps his words. And as we're studying how he's worked in all of these different people's lives and in nations, he is uh, he God doesn't change. He's still dependable and he's dependable for us uh, today. Um, so this one's a new one and it's, it's pretty good. Uh, the art is a little more, uh, it's really colorful. It's really well done. I think it'll be very engaging for kids. Mm. It's a little less whimsical. There's a lot of reaction shots. Like I'm just kind of flipping through this and there's lots of pictures of uh, people looking at things. Okay. But they're well done people looking, <laughs> looking yeah. at things. Um, uh, and you know, again, for, we're talking about a couple pages here. I think they'll keep, they'll keep, um, I'll keep folks' attention. I think this would be a very good Bible for someone in like that first to third or fourth grade range who are just learning to read on their own and, mm-hmm. and practice reading. This is something they should be able to handle very easily. Um, that that would help. Yeah. Now, I'm glad you said that because as you're kind of flipping through it there, um, I'm thinking, you know, that would be a great thing to get Jackson to where he can read the Bible a uh, little at a time at a level that he's able to actually read by himself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the last one I'll kind of reference has been out for just um, a little bit longer, although the storybook Bible of it part just came out a couple years back. Um, and it's the, uh, the biggest story Bible by Kevin DeYoung. Mm-hmm. Um, so this last one I just talked about, um, the God's Big Promise Bible storybook is, is your meat and potatoes, your Bible stories, not super whimsical, just really well done and to the point. Um, the biggest storybook Bible has all the whimsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has, it is, uh, the, the, the artist really went to town on, uh, making it look really sharp and yeah. fanciful. And, um, sometimes it might be a little too artistic. It might be, uh, just some of the way things are framed. I mean, they really went with the storybook kind of motif. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the pictures in it are absolutely breathtaking. Your, your kids will still be captivated by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin DeYoung is uh, a really solid guy, really solid author, and uh, has written uh, his, again, his is focused very much on redemption, the story of Jesus throughout Scripture. Um, focusing on how the snake crusher saves the world is kind of yeah. the kind of the motif there. So it's a it's a really good uh, it's a really good book. The biggest the biggest story. And then I was really excited when the biggest story book Bible came out because it's a lot larger, covers a lot more ground, and uh, it's just really really well done. Yeah, now that's those are super helpful, um, and I hope that some of you all who are listening can find those helpful for you as well. Uh, you know and. We often want to put age ages on, the, sure. on those. However, you know your kids. That's right. And it could be that your 12-year-old, they don't like to read, but they could read that in three minutes. Sure. There is no shame there. In fact, you could get your 12-year-old to read to your 5-year-old. <laughs> that is true. And practice both their reading skills and engage them both at the same time. That's right. So it's a, it could definitely be a family um, participation 
yeah um family participation thing which is uh really helpful awesome really helpful so uh, go ahead i'm sorry i'm cutting you off here i apologize no i was just about to kick it to you I was so um another thing that's been helpful to me just personally the last couple years has been using devotionals yes uh, just almost a kickstart you know just to get uh me in the right attitude before i dive into the word of god um, so what about devotionals? Have you found any devotionals that could be helpful for families? Uh, sure. Um, I tell you what, for sitting around uh, with a with a family, um, man, there's just a lot. You can just read, you know, you can read scripture. Yeah. There's a lot of good, uh, you know, apps on the Bible, on the Bible app. There are a lot of good frameworks there. Um, a devotion that I actually get the, that gets the most play in the Hanks household Okay. is actually not something we necessarily do to, together talking as a group. We just kind of work through it together. And it's the Exploring the Bible uh, devotional by David Murray. Mm. It's a Bible reading plan for kids. And so um, we've got given one to each of our kids. And basically it's it's walking through Scripture. And so they just have like a daily log. So like uh, on this one here, Expedition 2, on Monday we're going to talk about the beginning of sin. And so they read five verses out of Genesis 3. And then there's a question and a space for them to answer. Okay. It's very, very brief. It's not too much at once. You're not having your kids sit down and fill out pages and pages. Uh, there's not a lot of extra activities in here, but it it's guiding. It's, it's laid out thematically. So that way what you're reading on Tuesday bleeds into what you're reading on Wednesday, bleeds into what you're reading on Thursday. Um, so it helps kind of stay on point. It gets the kids into scripture, and then it's just a very simple question just to help them to think about it and make sure that they engage with it and they can answer. And a lot of the questions might be easy. Like, we don't grade our kids yeah. on it. Um, you know, Lydia and Ezra both do it um, kind of at the same time at the around the breakfast table, and so they're working on it. It doesn't take them very long, um, but it has them in the Bible. It has them engaging. It has something for them to keep up with. It's getting them used to writing and journaling, mm. which is a, is a discipline that I have benefited greatly from when I use it, and I don't, I haven't used it enough. I wasn't really yeah. raised with it, so I'm kind of hoping that this kind of rubs off on them a little bit. Um, but yeah, this is the devotion that, that we use because it kind of, again, takes them through Scripture. And there's a second one as well. So if you finish this one, then there's a, there's a follow-up well. So this is at least two years of content. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and that really does help your kids develop a habit of just this personal time with the Lord. And right. I love that. You know, another one that uh, my family has been using the last year or so uh, is these things called devotional dippers. Okay. Uh, I found this at a conference that I went to uh, a while back. And uh, they're basically got these little, uh, comes in this cylinder of sorts. And we have it sitting on our kitchen table. And about once or twice a week, we'll grab it, or and someone will just pick out one of these dippers. And they have three different ones. The one we have are key Bible words. And we'll read it. It's got a Bible verse and a little prayer and just a definition of what that word means. And we've found that it's helped us have some good conversations and just conversation starters about biblical words. And it's been a way to gear our conversation at dinner time toward Jesus. And uh, our kids love it. They'll ask uh, before we get up, hey, are we going to do that tonight? Uh, so it's it's been this surprise for us that we didn't expect. Uh, and it's made by a guy named Andrew Sweezy. Uh, he, uh, and it's published through a company called Ten of Those. 
and you can find them on like christianbook.com. You can buy them in, as individuals or in the three set. And they've just been super helpful in those good conversations where I've just sat back and thought, wow, we just had a good conversation about Jesus. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. So, Surprise. That's, I mean, literally, it was like, well, okay, all right then. And, and you know, when we talk about having tools or we're talking about having these habits that uh, focus our families on Jesus, a lot of times, you know, I, so as the parents, we're the ones who have to kind of make sure that this happens. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the best experiences almost catch us by surprise. Yeah. Like when, like we don't plan out our best conversations with our kids. We don't sit down and say, we're going to have, this is the time where we're going to talk about justification. <laughs> this is the time when we're going to talk about these bigger things. But by having these times built into your schedule and using these tools and just having kind of having that life rhythm, the Holy Spirit uses these. Yeah, you can almost say these habits just create a space for the Holy Spirit to work. Absolutely. And that is an awesome thing. Absolutely. Uh, and one of the things that, one of the ways that these conversations happen are through questions, right? Mm. Kids asking questions. Um, traditionally, um, when you talk about having questions and answers, you're talking about a catechism. Yes. Um, which is basically just questions and answers about the faith. So there's a there's a question and there's an answer. Um, Josh, you and I have talked about this. We've both benefited from using the New City Catechism. Mm -hmm. um, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, I grew up in really small, uh, what I call mountain churches. And I'll never forget the first time I heard the word catechism. And I thought it was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. Uh, and so if that's you, hang on for a second. <laughs> But it really is what you just described. They are question and answers that build a really Christ-centered foundation for us to stand on. And the New City Catechism is kind of an updated version of that. And it's just these questions that walk through uh, different elements of our faith. And it's in a simple way that we can help our kids and us be able to answer basic questions about what it means to follow Jesus. Absolutely. And and when we say New City Catechism, there is actually there's a there is a New City Catechism that's like for broad use in a church, mm -hmm. but there's also for kids as well. Um, a New City Catechism for kids, which is uh, somewhat simplified questions and answers, but not not so much so not so dumbed down that it's <laughs> that it becomes, you know, trivial or or kind of pointless. Um, these little booklets are, I, last time I bought one for us, they're like a dollar 50. They're not that much. Yeah. They're not that much. Um, and there's 52, I believe. So it's basically just kind of one a week that we work on. And once we've learned one, we can kind of quiz each other on it and the kids quiz us and we quiz the kids and it's, it's fun. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of developed into three parts. And if you're curious, you can look all of those questions up online even, uh, so that way you don't have to buy anything just yet and you can just try it. And, you know, the first question is, what is our only hope in life and death? And the answer is that, that we are not our own, but belong to him. No, that's not the correct answer. I started off so so great. It's been a while since we were in question one. You are actually almost 100% right. Really? You really are. Okay. Uh, so even online, you can go from a children's mode to uh -huh. an adult mode. Uh -huh. So this is a tool that you can use no matter how old your family 
kids' ages are. And so the answer in the kids' mode is that we are not our own, but belong to God. Oh, see, so I was right. You were. I was right. I mean, there see, we go. You doubted yourself for no reason. I, well, no, I doubted myself because you were looking at me with the with like the ooh, Joe, you just messed up on a live mic. You just embarrassed yourself, and then the doubt crept in. That's how doubt. That's how doubt. Forgive works. me for uh, my judgmental looks. They were unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is a helpful tool. It doesn't. Um, it's not something you really have to work on necessarily every day. It's something that you can kind of introduce once and then just kind of revisit uh, throughout. And it covers the gamut of who God is and who you are and the roles of kids and the roles of parents and the role of faith, what faith is, what salvation is. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it really is a helpful tool. Yeah. And it can be super helpful when your kids are asking questions that you got nothing for. Uh, and it's just an easy tool to go to, and I would really encourage you to check that out. You know, we also have another tool coming out soon mm-hmm. from our church is we're working on a churchwide reading plan, which is uh, something Pastor Corey's been working very hard on and we're uh, assisting him with. And it's, um, you know, from our understanding, you know, we're both new, but yep. this is something that happens regularly at First Dangers, but we're really trying to work on this year having it accessible for all ages. So that way uh, the kids and parents can be reading together, reading the same thing and make it a little easier to focus on our family worship. Yeah, and we'd love for you to check that out. And this is going to be something that you can do as individuals and then come together as a family to talk about it. And I'm pretty excited about that, to kind of just have this tool available churchwide to all Focus on Jesus using the same reading plan. I think it'll be fun. Absolutely. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. But it's it's on the way. It's a tool that's in development. That's right. So just be be on the lookout. Um, Talking about other tools, uh, you know, outside of like storybooks and devotions, um, there is good Christian fiction Mm, that is uh, worth reading. So a lot of times, you know, you're going to read a book with your family before you go to bed. Um, there are a couple of really good resources that I uh, would recommend and, and would help. Um, the first is uh, The Pilgrim's Progress, uh, a poetic retelling of John Bunyan's classic by, I'm going to butcher this, Rousseau Brasseur. Oh, sounds good to See, me. See, I put a French accent on it, which means it's probably right. I think it's a Canadian. Um, it's the same thing, it's right? The same, it's, mean... the, it's, it's the same thing. But basically what they did is they took um, the approach that Sally Lloyd-Jones did with Jesus Storybook Bible and put it to Pilgrim's Progress. Okay. So the art is very well done, and they rewrote the Pilgrim's Progress basically in song form. So it's basically mm-hmm. very poetic, and it walks through the entire thing, and, that, and the kids really loved it. Um, reading through that. I got that as actually as a Christmas gift a couple years ago. Oh, cool. Um, and it was a surprise. It was a surprise. Like, I didn't know this thing even existed. Uh, of course, I've you know, known Pilgrim's Progress, but trying to figure out like what age would you use that? Would you, mm-hmm. would you give, you know, start going through that Pilgrim's Journey? And, uh, and that worked out really well. Um, our, ki- our kids really liked that. And the other one um, that I'm, we're actually reading together now, which I really like, is called Out of the Shadow World by Colleen Cow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, C-H-A-O, so I don't know if it's, it would be chaos without the S. 
I don't. I, I I apologize, Miss Colleen, if for some reason you're listening to this podcast that I butchered your last name. But the book is is really good. Um, it's it's actually. So I don't know if I would wholeheartedly recommend this one to everybody. Mm. Um, it's about these two children who kind of get into a fantasy world, very Narnia esque. Mm-hmm. Um, only instead of going to a wardrobe, they go into a tree. Okay. But the thing is, the they're in search of a healing man because. The, the, the kids that go in are best friends, a boy and a girl, and the boy has cancer. Mm. He's, uh, I think, 10. And so it's really doing a fantastic job of guiding our kids through some very difficult things. Yeah. We particularly, we're, we've had a lot of friends and family who have been wrestling with cancer lately, who have been struggling with it. And so these are conversations that we're starting to kind of have to have. And so... Um, they're they're finding that along the way they're meeting folks who are are dealing with various other sicknesses and um, very other handicaps or disabilities and very di- different things and so it's it's almost like an introduction to suffering, yeah, for children but from a Christian perspective from a from a good perspective so it's um, I. I haven't finished it yet. So if we come back on two months and I say, man, this is terrible. Don't <laughs> don't read this book. There might be an update to this. Maybe if I finish it, if we finish it before this goes live, there might be an addendum here. If you're listening to this part, though, it's probably a safe read. If not, I'll cut it out. That's right. That's right. Um, That's good. I love that, though. I love how there's a tool that can help us introduce tough topics to our kids. That's right. Those And these tools can be really good for that. And it's a fun book too. Like it's not like sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all sad. There's a lot of fantasy. There's a lot of good elements. And fiction has a great way of doing that. Mm. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. There's there's a lot of great Christian fiction out there. There's just a lot of classic fiction too. Like we talked about. Like I loved reading Treasure Island growing up. I love. Yeah. Um, I I I am a proponent that fiction is good for us. It's beneficial mm. for us. It's great for kids. And probably. Not as adults, we probably don't read enough of it either because it keeps it keeps our minds fresh and it expands our you know abilities to to think clearly and think bigger. And God is a big God, so that helps. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Hey, uh, reading where the red fern grows in fifth grade, man, <laughs> it tore me up. Let me tell you, the trauma, the trauma the, the of trauma. it all. Uh, you know, one of those other tools just before we hop off here that I have seen be helpful to families. I talk about t- tough topics. Yes, is passport to purity. Yes, uh, it's a little kit that um, kind of is built for you to have a weekend away with your kids as they're kind of coming upon that. A puberty stage and you to have some tough, awkward, uncomfortable conversations. And it's a tool that can help you with that. And so if that's where you're at in the stage, um, I'd love to just introduce that to you and help you have that awkward, uncomfortable conversation for the glory of God. You know, you're saying that you're saying you want to have this conversation with you and with you and you're, you're, you're pointing to me <laughs> across the table. Um, I need to hear this. We're about to enter that stage and, um, Danielle, I think is about as ready as you can be for this. And I am not, (laughs) but this, but it's coming. It it is coming. So I, I'm really looking forward to diving into that. I've not, I've not read that or I got into that myself, but I'm. Yeah. And, uh, I was talking to a dad this weekend who has used it and found it helpful. Um, 
And if you are a dad or mom who has walked through this and survived, we would love to hear from you because neither one of us have, and we are bracing <laughs> ourselves for it. Uh, at, at least like, hey, like the best tip you can give or the thing that was caught you most by surprise, like a landmine you stepped on that you didn't know even existed. If you didn't know about it, we probably don't know about it. A hundred percent true. Yes. You just brace yourself right now. I'm bracing myself and hoping for the best and praying a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so these are the, some of the tools that we've been using and we weren't, this is by no means exhaustive. I mean, there's a lot, but these are, I think are, um, uh, definitely a good start and kind of a good primer. Um, have there been any tools in your own development? Maybe that you use in your family growing up? Or um, it's kind of our big question for the week or uh, a tool that maybe you discovered later in life that you wish you had discovered earlier. Um, Let us know. Yeah, that'd be great. And we will try. We're still learning how all this works, but we will try to put links to these resources in our show notes. I can't promise that, but we will look and see what we can do. I think we'll be able to do it. I think so. It might be four lines long with lots of percentages and random numbers in there. It might not be pretty. It might not be pretty, but we could be able, we could, I think we can make that work. I think we can make that work. I won't sleep until we make it pretty. You know that. Okay, but I'm the one that puts it on the website. <laughs> I can hack in and edit. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. That'll work then. I'll get it bare bones and then I can make you, let you make it look pretty. <laughs> Um, and hey, as always, if you have any questions, if there's anything you want us to kind of discuss, our next episode is kind of planned to be our final one for this kind of season. We'll come mm-hmm. back uh, next year and maybe go through a new book and look at a new kind of a new topic. But so if you have any questions, um, shoot them to us. We are uh, going to put the phone number in the for you to text in the in the show notes. And as always, you can always grab us in the hallway or email us and we'll be sure we're going to kind of do like a question and answer things we meant to talk about, but didn't things you want to talk about and you let us know about. It's kind of our, our season one finale. Yeah. We would love to hear from you and go out with a bang. That's right. That's right. And Hey, again, if you want to like or subscribe or share or however you're listening to this, if you just hit the little button that looks like a thumbs up or an arrow, I'm sure it'll help us out and, share the, um, I mean, help us out. This isn't monetized or anything, but, yeah. but the point is if this podcast was helpful at all to you and you know someone that you think this might be helpful to go ahead and send it on. That's right. We'd love to be a blessing uh, to anyone we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, until next time, y'all have a very happy Thanksgiving and we will catch you later.